Hey, y'all. I'm Erin Haynes, the host of The Amendment, a brand new weekly podcast on gender, politics, and power brought to you by the 19th News and Wonder Media Network. You've probably heard the news that this election year, our democracy is at stake. On The Amendment, I'm breaking down what that actually means, specifically for the marginalized folks who depend on our democracy the most. This is a show that dives past the headlines and gets clear on the unfinished work of our democracy. Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, it's Amara. Welcome to the Trans Lives Podcast, a show where we tell trans stories to save trans lives. Well, a part of trans life, of course, is freedom and freedom to be who we are. And there's no one for me who is more of a walking billboard, a walking embodiment of that freedom than T.S. Madison. That's why we are so thrilled as a part of our effort this month to showcase for you our favorite podcast, during which our team is taking some badly needed rest. We did this episode with T.S. Madison back in 2021. And of course, not surprisingly, T.S. Madison continues to make major iconic moves. She was recently sampled in the song Cozy on Beyonce's album Renaissance. I always want to say Renaissance, but Renaissance. She's also starring in Hush, a new series coming this fall on AMC Networks' all-Black streaming channel. The show follows a marriage therapist who finds herself entangled in a series of lies, sex, and murder with T.S. Madison playing a ruthless drug kingpin. Sounds about right. So make sure to tune into that. And also we wanted to let you know that during this entire month, we, Translash Podcast, is the spotlight of Apple Podcasts And we are so thrilled for this particular honor where you'll be able to find all of our content in various places and just the general shout out and recognition of all the hard work of everyone here at the Translash Podcast and the importance of our team and community. We'll be trumpeting that all month. So make sure that you be on the lookout for all the things that we're going to do with Apple this month. Super excited. All I was concerned about in the beginning was where is the credit card numbers, honey? What are the last four digits of the credit card and the three numbers on the back, honey. Please subscribe. That, that, that was my concern. My concerns got more bigger when I was liberating fat bitches. As you can tell, today's conversation is going to be a lot in the very best way. And that means that sometimes we get downright explicit. So I'm just giving you a heads up. Because our conversation was so rich and wide-ranging, my time with T.S. Madison will take up our entire show. And we won't be starting out with a Trans Joy segment for this program because T.S. Madison literally is Trans Joy brought to life. With that, let's get to our conversation with T.S. Madison. For today's show, I'm delighted to be sitting down with the T.S. Madison of the T.S. Madison Experience on WeTV. She's the first Black trans woman to both star in and executive produce her own reality series. And she's something of a genius when it comes to creating media. T.S. Madison has an incredibly popular YouTube channel 
the Queen's Supreme Court, where she hosts several shows. And she was an early viral star on Vine, the popular precursor to TikTok. I'm fascinated by the ways she's used trans visibility and her brilliant media mind to grow her career by living her unapologetic truth. And also by the space she occupies in culture, online, on TV, and sometimes even hip-hop due to friends like Nicki Minaj and others. She does all of this while being rooted in community, helping to support local trans groups across the country. I'm also wildly excited about a movie she's in that's coming out this summer called Zola, based on a wild Twitter thread about two women who worked as strippers taking a trip to Florida for some quick cash. T.S. Madison, thank you so much for joining me today. So appreciative. Listen, listen, when I'm sitting here listening to the way you introduced me, I felt like some stellar bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> if you guys really know how gutter butter <laughs> trucker I am, uh, you'd love me even, even more. Well, we're going to get to both sides, but we wanted to just celebrate the, and and just like, just the, the groundbreaking nature of just who you are and what you've done. Like, we have to celebrate that, right? Yes. Thank you. Of course. Of course. I wanted to ask you, though, before I ask my real questions, is like, do you have your 380 on you right now? Of course. (laughs) Of course. Listen, I have on a bra and panties. And um, I'm thinking, I was kind of thanking God that this was voice only. (laughs) Uh, And actually, 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 I'm going to do us one good favor. I got to pull this wig off. Give me one second. Yank it off. Let me de-wig. Yes, hold on. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Woo. <sighs> it's like that and the bra coming off or you're like a new woman when it happens. Well, you know, now I can hear you guys better because I don't have the wig constricting my earpiece. There you go. Um, but I asked about your 380 because you joke that like you always have a 380 in your bra and that anytime someone wants to come up and try to like push up on you, you're ready to take it there. So, well, I can I have a 380 <laughs> in my bra. I have a, I have a nine in my purse. Um, I have a Uzi under my pillow. Uh, and I have various fire. Around Locked and loaded for these uh, crazy times. So when people were storming the Capitol, you were ready. You were like, uh, listen, you come over here and storm the Black House if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different story. It's a different world. Who than where you come from. That song. Baby. Um, which, wait a minute, which version of that song do you like? I'm going totally off script here. Which version of the song do you like? Do you like uh, the Aretha version of the, or the original one of a different one? Baby, ain't no version. But the Aretha version, that's I it. agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. So one of the things that's so clear from the beginning of our interview is that you are who you are and you are unapologetic and you are bold and you stand in whatever you are thinking or doing in that moment and you own it completely. Like that's just so clear from everything that you do. And I'm wondering, have you always been that way? Like even when you were a kid before transitioning, were you like that? Or the type of confidence that you have, is that something that came um, with time? Well, listen, you get enough whoopings when you're bad, child. You got to stand in something or you'll be running <laughs> from everybody. You know, Um uh, yeah, I would. I would honestly say, yeah. I always stood for what I believed in, and I always was uh, colored outside of the uh, the lines, and very colorful when I colored. It, it wasn't until really, I really started to embrace exactly 
who I am that I really started to be more deeply rooted in in, in self-confidence and, and self-awareness. Listen, if you watch any of my videos if, or see me anywhere, you know that I can perform like a chameleon. Hmm. Um, I know when and where. I, I try to feel it out, like, you know, on interviews, um, you know, how I can, uh, you know, bring the authentic T.S. Madison wherever I go. But you're going to get that that dash flash and, and all that cash from T.S. Madison. You're going to get that, you know, and, and, it, and it did start early. Like I said, from some of those whoopings I got, hun, I was running from my mom. So you were already you were doing stuff you weren't supposed to be doing. Who told you that? Mama just my mama whooped me because, honey, she ain't had nothing else. <laughs> she was born. <laughs> I don't think it was me being disobedient. I think it was me really um, in those spaces trying to find myself. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, right? Because that disobedience that I think a lot of us can have um, as trans people—that's actually the things that allow us to become ourselves. Right, it's the thing that disobedience, whatever that seed was, is the is what enabled you to 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 break barriers and to grow out of what you were taught you were supposed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say this all the time. Every interview that I go on, and I must say it in, in every space that I occupy. When uh, we were born, we came out, uh, and we were automatically given a list, a list of things to do. Uh, the things to do list. And I decided like, those are the things that I don't, I'm not interested in doing. First on the list is uh, you're going to grow up and be a boy. Then after you grow up and be a boy, you're going to marry a girl. Then after you marry a girl, you're going to produce children. You know, you're going to go to college. You're going to get an education. Uh, you're going to, you're, you're going to take care of a family, you know, all of these rules. And it's just like, well, what about what I want to do? These sounds like all of this stuff is what, you have designed for me to do or what society or, or the social construct for me to do. What about the stuff that I want to do? I didn't even have a choice in deciding what name that I was going to have. You gave that to me. I don't think people really look at it from that perspective when they're thinking about like, you know, people who are trans and I don't think they look at it from that space. Like girl, we came out of the womb with an entire set of rules and it started with, your name. This is your name. This is your social security number. This is what you'll do. And this is how it's supposed to work for you. I'm wondering if this breaking, like basically tearing up the list and then becoming your own person, when did you get the idea that you were going to actually show people who you were and what it was like to be you. Like, I'm wondering how you came to that. You know, to be honest with you, uh, that really wasn't the first thought in my mind uh, when all of this uh, stuff happened to me or for me. It wasn't, the, it was, I had no idea like that that's what was going to happen. I was just in, in trying to sell my merchandise, honey, because mm. I had um, had been told that this is the lane. I, I'm, I'm just being 2,000. I had been told that this is the lane that you're in. You are, mm-hmm. you've been dealt the cards of a sex worker. This is what you know. You've went from the streets to a call girl and from a call girl to an adult film actress and from, from an adult film actress to, you know, um, creating and um, making adult film. So this is what mm-hmm. you do. And 
this is all you're going to do. So make us make all the money in it. And I found an avenue, uh, which was Vine, to get six seconds of the product that I was selling to the masses. I had no idea that the six seconds would change my life and would change the world because in those moments, uh, what you said was Vine, which is the, what was the precursor to uh, TikTok. Yeah, I don't even do, child, I don't even think about TikTok. No shade to TikTok, but a uh, girl. I'm over there going viral on TikTok right now, and I'm not even on TikTok. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> but the only thing that I was trying to do was sell that product. I was trying to make as much money as I can to continue, you know, living quietly um, um, in, in my bubble of making mm-hmm. good money in my own lane, you know, whatever. Child, I went out there and ran through the yard and did all that stuff. And I didn't know, I didn't know that what I was doing was gonna become revolutionary. I didn't know that it was gonna become revolutionary and, and liberating for lots of trans people, because there are lots of trans people who are invisible or who they've only seen um, you know, one type of trans person. They they don't really get an opportunity to see a loud, live, and in color. You know, a trans person or one that's so body, body positive. Listen, I'm body positive. Mm-hmm. I'm big. I'm bold. I'm black. I'm beautiful. Everything on me is big, honey, from head to toe. And that's just what it is. And you're going to eat it. If I serve it to you, you're going to eat it. And I think lots of times we don't have the opportunity to really see big, bold people in the world because big, bold people. And I do mean big, bold. It's just big, bold personalities big, bold in body, you know, big, bold in everything. I came to the door like, listen, I want your money, buy my product, honey, and uh, I love me. And so I didn't know that it was going to do what it did. And it did so freaking much. And in, in it doing so much, child, that stuff made me really change my perspective hmm. on a lot of things. And it made me, you know, re reevaluate what my responsibility was. Can you talk about that? That's fascinating. What did it shift for you? And how did you suddenly becoming visible to millions of people change what you thought was possible and your sense of responsibility? Well, for one, it took it shit. For one, it took me out of just a secular place that I was in and introduced me to a world past what I thought that I was going to be able to intercept. Bitch, people from all walks of life, from news reporter, I, it was it was insane, like all the, the, the feedback and the response that I got from it. And people found it funny and then people saw that I was selling the product and then people like Janiska, who reached out to, like, Janiska Bravo was the first, her and Brett Gelman were the first people to reach out to me, uh, and I think it was 2013, reached out to me and wanted to do a project. They said, they get it, like, Madison, I get it. And I was like, well, okay, I get it too, but what is it? Which, which <laughs> part are you getting? <laughs> which part are you getting? You know, and then the, when it was, when, when they talked to me about, what I was doing and how it was impacting in a different space. And I even thought, I was like, oh my God, like, wow, my responsibility has changed. Like I have a different responsibility now. I didn't know that it was affecting thinking like that. Cause honey, all I was concerned about in the beginning was where is the credit card numbers, honey? What are the last 
four digits of the credit card and the three numbers on the back, honey. Please subscribe. That, that, that was my concern. My concerns got more bigger. When I was liberating fat bitches, when I was liberating huh. loud bitches, when I was liberating big dick bitches, when I was liberating the girls, like setting the girls free um, or, and giving voices to the to girls who do, who do not fit the norm outside of the norm, because, you know, there's there's the norm that we don't fit in. Yeah. Then we as trans people, there's a norm that we don't fit in. Then we go and we create another norm for us. And then there are trans people that don't fit into that norm. Right. And so, you know, you have to have a voice for those people that don't fit into the norm of anything. And I personally feel like that the TS is definitely that voice that don't fit into the norm of, of anything. I love drag. I, I love lots of things that people would, uh, you know, label me or would say that, you know, well, you're not trans. You're not a real trans person. And I'm like, bitch, are you really not looking at you're trying to put me back into the matrix, but a matrix that you've created? Right. No, I'm totally free. Totally free. Completely. I'm not going to leave that matrix and then come over here and be a part of this one and 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 and, and have to follow us, adhere to a set of rules now. Like, well, these are the rules of trans. These are the rules. And this is how it goes. And if you're not this, you're not that, you're not this, you can't be in here. No, bitch, I'm in here because I'm trans. I'm just this type. You know, I think that that's such an, a powerful point. And I totally agree with you that the whole point of being trans is getting free. And there's no reason for us to try to impose external ideas about being trans means, you know, the degree to which you can fit in with the rest of society and that that's the goal. As you say, that's just replicating the jail, right? That's replicating the prison. And the mm-hmm. whole point of being free is to be able to be our full selves. I always say trans doesn't look like anything. Trans looks like whatever people who are in trans experience want it to look like, you know? like, mm-hmm. And that's what we have to embrace. And I think, you know, it's one of the reasons why people respond to you so powerfully, um, one of the things as we're talking about, I love that we're actually talking about the reality of your life now, a reality show queen. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating in terms of also being eye-opening is the degree to which you integrate within the show your family and specifically your, yeah. your mom and your dad and the really difficult conversations and conversation that you have with your dad about you transitioning and why he thinks that his masculinity won't allow him to accept. And then even as you love your mom, the fact that that relationship also has its complexities, like all parental relationships. And so many times as trans people, we don't include those stories because they're painful and they're difficult. And you've made them a center part of your reality show. And I'm just wondering if you can talk about why you did that and what is it like to go back and look at some of those conversations? You know, it's a reality show and this is Hmm. real for me. This Mm -hmm. is my reality. And this is not just my reality, but this is the reality of lots of trans people of of color and lots of LBGT people, LBGT plus people. It, this is the reality of a lot of people that they don't have the opportunity to have the discussions um, in their households about this stuff. And it was extremely important for me to do this because I'm not 20 years mm. old no more. I'm not 30 anymore. I'm 43. I'm going to be 44 mm. in October. 
And I have a reality show that's following my life. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the story would have been different. Um, Now in this age, people need to understand, even at this age, me being this old, it is still difficult. It is still difficult. There are young kids out there that are going through this same thing in their teenage years and 20s. They're going through this right now. And they need to be able to see she's an older woman. She's an older trans person. Mm -hmm. And she has a great relationship with her mom. Me and Mm -hmm. my mom discuss where we were. And we talk about how we've come through these things. So this is definitely a key point for that trans child, for that LBGT plus child to be watching this and for the parents to be watching this and be like, well, maybe we can get through this. They need to see my mother's dynamic and then they need to see the, the, the dynamic from my dad. Like this is, my dad is, a, is an extreme representation of straight black men mm-hmm. who feel this way about their gay or trans child. They feel this way. And and people were asking me, Madison, are you going to, are you not going to hide that? Like, does that hurt you? Hmm. Yeah, if I feel a way about it all. I feel a way about all of it. But my purpose is bigger than me. If I bring this stuff to the forefront to, to have these conversations in homes across America, across the world, maybe something will change in somebody. I may not be able to change everybody, but maybe just having this dialogue, having this conversation, having this T.S. Madison experience in the public could possibly change something in one person's home, could change the family dynamic in one person's house. And that's why it was extremely important for me, you know, to do that sitting there watching that stuff where my dad talked to me this way, I was just like, I, 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 doing it, I was upset a mm-hmm. little bit. Then watching it back, I was upset. But I was trying. I looked at myself and I was trying. I was trying. I'm like, Madison, Madison, you got to try. He's ignorant. Mm-hmm. He's ignorant. And he's a representation of all the ignorant people. You don't want to be on national television busting his motherfucking ass in the <laughs> face. <laughs> like you want to do, you know. You got to be an example and just try to have conversation. Listen to him. Listen to what he got to say. Listen to it. And there was so many pieces of it. Like it was, I mean, we pick up on it um, in the finale, like the opening of the finale, we're going to pick up on the conversation because we, we ended episode five uh, with the conversation, but we're going to pick back up on it and then move through the rest of the episode. But of course we filmed that, that scene that we filmed, it took like, it took the course of the day. It took us a long time. He had to get to where we were. We hadn't seen each other in about five or six years. Wow. I blocked him on my phone. I had wow. to unblock him to have a conversation with him. You know, it's just like this stuff. And I said, listen, I called him. I spoke to him. I said, sir. I said it just like this. I said, sir, listen, okay, I am 43. I got a lot of good stuff going on in my life. The trajectory that I see for myself is up. I don't need you on the side of the road talking trash, smack shit about me. <laughs> let's, let, let's sit down and have a conversation and figure out where could we go as a parent to a kid. 
Let's do it. I don't really know you in the space that I would would have wanted to know you. But hi, how you doing? I'm T.S. Madison. How are you? You know, so let's let's just try to do that. He got right on there with that shit and was I just was like, dear God, because he, he said lots more stuff. Hmm. Like more, he said more stuff, and then he did. He asked me for money. Wow! Like when it was all, uh. he, he asked me for money, and so I'm like, so uh, your only concern is money. Like your only concern. Like I'm trying to repair a relationship because obviously you're jealous of the relationship that me and my mother have. Mm-hmm. And he's made statements and said that my mother kept me from him. And I said, sir, that is not true. My mother did not keep me from you. You kept yourself from me. And let's say if that were true, let's just say in, a, in, a, in your world, your, that was the real truth. If she kept me from you from one to 18, what about the 19th year to now? I'm 43. What about the 19th year till now? Why is there still a disconnect? Why? And so, you know, watching that stuff, it just, it it makes my heart really weep for him. Hmm. Like, I would never pick my phone up and call him again. Wow. Ever. Yeah, I think that that echoes. I mean, I have a very similar relationship with my father, um, and I relate to it so much. And when you were sitting on that park bench and when those words were coming out of his mouth, I mean, my heart was breaking. But as you say that that's a reality, that that is real (laughs) um, for our community and that it's important to show that and uh, to communicate to young people, as you say, that they're not alone and that you can still, as you've done, like continue to build a successful life. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is really clear in talking to you like this is how two things. One, that you're really grounded in the truth. Right. You're just grounded in your truth and grounded in who you are and what you want to do. And as you say, a little bit that like you're a performer, like that's a kind of just a part of who you are. And so all performers, great performers, like as a part of their art, there is something that they're trying to communicate. There's something they're trying to tell people through what they do. So I'm wondering, what's your lesson for us, T.S. Madison? Mm -hmm. My lesson to everyone that listens to me and watch me is to... Oh, this is going to sound really crazy. My lesson is to turn your pain into profit. (laughs) I hear everyone (laughs) clapping. I I just hear so many people like wildly applauding, but go ahead. Yes. Turn your pain into profit. The things that were trying to bind you with with ball and chain you, set yourself free and, and, and run into victory with that. Like don't stay bound by things that were meant to destroy you, take that shit, laugh at that shit, (laughs) monetize off that shit, man. It's going to sound cliche, but be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. Because I I, I faced a lot of backlash from running through my backyard naked from from my own community. Lots of it. Lots of it. I don't even know how I'm I'm embraced sometimes today. I faced lots of it. Hmm. You know, I'm like, bitch, don't look for me to represent you. Represent yourself. Yeah. Those used to be, those were my argument words back to them. But when I heard that saying, be the change that you want to see in the world, I understood that I was saying those words. Like, I might not be for you, but I'm for somebody 
I'm proud to be trans. I, I don't want to have an SRS surgery because growing up, when you hear anything about trans or you hear anything about people who have transitioned or who have changed, everybody has the same story. And the story is everybody wants to have a pussy. Mm-hmm. That is true to those trans women's story. That is true to their story. They, 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 it's gender dysphoria. Am I correct? Am I saying that right? You said it correct. However, I don't want to have an SRS. And that does not make me incomplete. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm articulating this right. But the point I'm trying to make is I'm body positive And I'm very, very in tune with my genitalia and I'm okay with not having an SRS surgery, but I am still a trans woman. Still. At some point, you know, we all won't be here anymore. Right. And I am wondering when someone comes across the name of T.S. Madison in the archives of trans women who lived in the 2000s and helped to change the way that trans women were in media and seen, what do you want people to remember about you? I want people to remember that I did it exactly the way I felt it. I did it the way I felt it. And that there was no script. It was unscripted. It was unfiltered. It was loud. It was live. And it was in color. And it is okay. If that is what people remember about you, then that means that you have done a service for all of us by being unapologetic and creating space for other people to be unapologetic and showing that we can succeed while doing that and not having to conform. And so I just want to thank you for always showing up as yourself and for the power that you are able to communicate and transmit and give to other trans people and the liberation to other people as well, just by that example. Thank you. And thank you for it. Listen, it feels good when you, when your own embraces you and wraps their arms around you and say, I get it. it and, 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 and it's okay if you say, hey, she's not me, but she's, I'm a piece of her. There's a piece of 1,000%. Her. And, and instead of saying like, oh, I don't have any relatability to that. Yes, you do, bitch. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do, bitch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that we can see lots of parts of ourselves in you and lots of um, parts of ourselves that we want to be in terms of like living our truth. So thank you. And we can't wait to see what you do next. We know that it's going to be a bop. Something. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. And I, and I want people to know this. Life is a marathon. It's not a race. Take your time, girl. Take your time. That means with even with your transition. Yes. That means even with your life choices, take your time because the, when you take your time, slow and steady always wins the race. Always. Slow and steady from T.S. Madison, who seems anything but. <laughs> but ah! we will take it. We will take it. <laughs> that was T.S. Madison, the reality TV star and executive producer of her own show, The T.S. Madison Experience. Thank you for joining me on the Translash podcast. Now listen all the way through to the end of the show for something extra. If you like what you heard, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review us. And if you do so, I'll probably read what you wrote on air. So 
If that's not motivation, I don't know what it is. You can listen to Translash wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on the web at translash.org to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It honestly has some things that we don't even put anywhere else. So it's like unique content. So go sign up for it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Translash Media. Like us on Facebook and tell your friends. The Translash Podcast is produced by Translash Media. The Translash team includes Oliver Ash Klein and Aubrey Calloway. Our intern is Marana Munson-Burke. Xander Adams is a contributing producer to the show and our sound engineer. Digital strategy is handled by Daniela Capistrano. The music you heard was composed by Ben Draghi and also courtesy of ZZK Records. The Translash Podcast is made possible by the support of foundations and listeners like you. What I am looking forward to is actually all of the things that we at Translash have coming over the next couple of months. Um, I know that it's weird to be excited about work in August, which is vacation time, but you know, that's kind of where I am. In September, we have some really powerful content that's coming out with our Trans Bodies, Trans Choices campaign around body autonomy for trans people, including abortion rights, the full range of body autonomy, which is a crucial issue for everybody. Um, And also in October for the launch of season two of our anti-trans hate machine, The Plot Against Equality, which is just going to be mind-blowing in so many ways. So if you have not signed up for the Anti-Trans Hate Machine podcast. It's a separate podcast. Please do so because we're going to be continuing this podcast like we always do. We're not going to do the feed drop of all the episodes like we did last year because what we talk about is really heavy and we want to continue to create space where everyone can have non-heavy things to think about. So make sure that you go sign up for the Anti-Trans Hate Machine podcast. That's happening in October. I'm going to be asking you all to do that every week throughout September at the top of the show. So prepare to be annoyed, but it's so that you don't miss out on that really important content. And also be on the lookout for hashtag trans bodies, trans choices throughout September, where we're coming out with, I think, some really innovative content around body autonomy for trans people, which is going to be front and center in November.